Welcome back to New Rockstars. This is The Big Question, the show that gives you too much information about how there are infinite versions of you in infinite universes and how all those infinite versions still lie awake at night thinking about that embarrassing time in the third grade when you called it infinite versions of your teacher, Mom! Because it happened and people laughed and laughed. They wouldn't stop laughing. Uh, my name is MT and I'm here today with the wonderful, amazing, and super smart, hilarious, Marina Masters. What's going on, Marina? Hey, I think we all have that memory. But we all do it because, like, we are always around our teachers, like, five yeah. days a week. And, like, they're yeah. usually women and they're usually very kind. So yeah. it's just like, hey, mom, it just slips out. And, and like, then you, you know, have to go comatose. Right? And then do, uh, <laughs> you know, a decade of therapy, which is what I had to do. But, yes, hit me with that big question, Marina. Let's get into it. Okay, MT, I'm confused. Between the Marvel movies and the streaming series, we've had a lot of terms and concepts thrown our way, specifically related to things that make up realities, right? So like dimensions, universes, timelines, everything like that. So we figured it was time to address this big question. In the MCU, what is the difference between timelines, universes, realities, realms, dimensions, and planes? Wow. Uh, planes, trains, and uh, automobiles. Jeez, I feel like I have to have a degree in like quantum physics to know right? the MCU multiverse, because good God, it's very It's confusing. a lot. But it's you so are much. exactly right. There are a lot of ways the MCU has come to explain reality in terms that relate to time and space. So mm -hmm. let's go through the major examples of each and see if we can get some definitions in place that make sense, if we can. I don't know if that's possible. We can, we can do it. Um, we can do it, we gotta believe in ourselves, believe! <laughs> so let's begin by defining timeline since that is the term at the top of everyone's mind at the end of Loki. So right. in the show, we saw how the TVA worked at the behest of He Who Remains, AKA uh, Jonathan Majors to maintain a secret timeline. And they would prune any variants that they saw as a threat to the secret timeline in an effort to prevent any branch timelines from forming. As right. you know, as you should, as anyone should, because you know, <laughs> you just gotta keep a, a nice tiny timeline with you. I like to think he, he who remains. It's a hedge cutter. Hey, hedge cutter's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone else is like, Dinkelberg. Dinkelberg. Anyway, the head writer for Loki, Michael Waldron, very great guy. Got to talk to him. Very, just really cool, chill dude. Recently did an interview with Screen Crush where he explained just how he and his team envisioned how time and timelines worked. Because thank you, Michael Waldron. He's just a nice man who does nice things like that. He described time as always happening and that there are infinite instances of time always occurring at once. So if you recall in the final episode of Loki, we see the Citadel at the end of time surrounded right. by a big old white ring around the castle. And yeah. it's not a straight line, but an infinite loop. I'm going to explain what he means by basically paraphrasing the example he gave in the interview. So Marina, you and yeah. I right now are yeah. doing big question. Are we not? Yeah. Yes or no? Yes, yes. So right now in the present, that is what we are doing. But there's also an instance of us having this conversation 10 seconds ago. But there's also an instance of us talking 10 seconds from now because that is how time works. It's pretty crazy. Right. Um, if we don't explode in like the next nine seconds. Right. So, <laughs> you have these three instances and they each could be their own separate timelines. For the most part, they're all the same and they all follow the same trajectory. But each instance could have its own tiny fluctuation. So in this conversation, five times out of 10, I would say, Welcome to Big Question, Marina. And then four times out of 10, I might say, I'm here on Big Question with my favorite guest, Marina. But in one of those instances out of 10, I might say, I don't want to do Big Question with Marina anymore. I hate Marina. She's the worst person that ever lived. <laughs> that is um, obviously evil MT. Not the first time that's happened. 
So that would really deviate from the normal path this big question would take, and you would probably kill me for being such a jerk, because, you know, <laughs> rightfully so. And thus, a branch timeline would be formed from that really dramatic mm, event. Yeah, okay. so when we talk about the sacred timeline, it was actually a bunch of timelines bundled together, like similar okay. to like a fiber optic cord, you know, gotcha. if you ever worked at Comcast or something, you know. Yeah, which oh, I my, have, yeah. Our big Comcast Verizon cable uh installer people yeah it's a big chunk of our audience 80 percent finally i get the call out i deserve (laughs) so similar to a fiber optic cord which looks like just one cord but if you were to cut it in half you would see it's actually made up of many tiny strands of wire bundled together so the Mm -hmm. tva was tasked with monitoring the sacred timeline so it maintained a condition where he who remains was in charge in the citadel at the end of time and any variants that would cause a branch timeline were pruned thus preserving the sacred timeline and they kept this bundle of timelines all moving in the same direction to provide the desired outcome so let us discuss the tva and pruning for just one moment will you let me do that will you let me do that marina go ahead sir permission granted okay so <laughs> when a variant did something that con- contradicted with the plan for the sacred timeline the variant would be pruned by stopping the variant in its deviations before their timeline crossed that red line threshold their branch timeline would not grow enough to establish a new reality. So when the TVA would prune a variant, it allowed the main timeline to merge back in with the standard timeline. Remember, those reset charges didn't blow up everything. They just removed the elements they had deviated from the sacred timeline. Oh, that actually makes more sense. Because, I mean, not that I'm not a genius, I'm not. But like watching it, it's like, okay, yeah, they reset that. How does that make it, how does that force it not to make a branch? But it's the just the parts that are deviating, so it just bundles back into itself or it doesn't have enough of a difference to create its own timeline, I guess. And also you are a genius to give yourself a little bit more credit. Okay. <laughs> we all geniuses here. All right. That's why we get paid the big bucks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All I'm definitely getting paid at least one big I'm, buck. I'm uh, living out of a, a box with a can of a chef Boyardee. Yeah. This is a cardboard house. <laughs> These are cardboard walls. <laughs> so in the final episode of Loki, we saw how the sacred timeline began to branch and split into different multiverses. If you missed it, I don't know what you were doing. You were probably not watching Loki. You were probably doing Disney plus and thrust. Don't do it. Pay attention to the MCU. Anyway, the bundle of timelines had come undone, and now the branch timelines were allowed to grow, no longer being pruned by the Time Variant Authority. Because remember, this happens before He Who Remains is killed by Sylvie. So it must be something that was allowed to happen. So this means the MCU is now full of way more branch timelines than ever before. It's it's gonna be mad. It's gonna be madness. A multiverse of madness. Very nice segue. That's what I do. That's what I do. You know, slipped it in there. (laughs) Let's talk universes and reality. So how do timelines compare to universes? So in the beginning of the final episode of Loki, when we hear the cacophony of voices, we zoom out from our solar system and through our galaxy to see our entire universe contained within a black hole. And it's right next to another black hole that we then zoom into. And these two black holes show us an example of two universes. Later in that same episode, He Who Remains shows us how a Kang variant discovered universes stacked on top of his own, like... Like a Krabby Patty, you know what I'm saying? That's right. Like that's that's the original stack, the Krabby Patty. Our whole universe was in a patty on a bun with lettuce, cheese, onions, tomatoes, ketchup, mustard, pickles, and top bun together in that order. And then if you have a pog, then you can flip it and you get whichever universes turn over. Exactly. Exactly. Do you know what pogs are? Am I the only one who's that old? So these looked very similar to the black hole universes we saw at the beginning of the episode. Mm, Each universe has a Kang making the same discovery. So he also says the peace between realities erupted like a volcano. So 
This shows us that the universes and realities are similar concepts in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay. Hmm. So, within each universe or reality, you have a bundle of infinite timelines capable of creating their own variants and branch timelines. Okay, it's that kinda makes sense. weird. No, no, no. Okay, that makes cool. that actually makes <laughs> sense now. Thank you. Thank you. Like no one thinks I make sense, but at least Marina does, you know? <laughs> <laughs> So to use Loki as an example, we have our Loki from one universe or reality, Sylvie from another universe, Alligator Loki from another universe, a better universe than ours, definitely, Classic Loki, Kid Loki, etc., etc., etc. And all the Lokis we saw on the show were variants of a Loki from their own universe or reality. Plus, even though these variants were pruned, their unpruned counterparts that they are variants of still go on existing on a different timeline. So that means... While we saw Alligator Loki in the Void, there is still an Alligator Loki in its own timeline within a universe that didn't eat the wrong neighbor's cat and caused a Nexus event. My head hurts. I'm going to have a stroke. Ah! Interior Crocodile Alligator. So let's dive into What If, because within the recent premiere of the What If series, we now need to figure out where these episodes fit. So are they branch timelines or are they their own universal loops of times? Because at the beginning of the first episode, the Watcher says a single choice can branch out into infinite realities, creating alternate worlds from the ones that you know. So it would appear that the what if episodes are those branch timelines formed when a variant makes a drastic change from what would normally happen. So right. if you think back to our previous example of Marina and I having the 10 instances of our conversation, the what if episodes are like the one out of 10 choice that greatly deviates from the norm. And the ah. different choice is so drastic, it creates its own branch reality, similar to one of those branches that we saw represented when the sacred timeline started to split into those different strands. Now, let us figure out how dimensions and realms fit into all of this weird cacophony of bullshit. <laughs> Okay, so we have had different examples of both dimensions and realms in the MCU before everything we thought we knew got smashed into smithereens in Loki. Because the Thor film introduced the concept of the nine realms. And these places like Midgard, Jotunheim, Asgard, etc. These all appear to be real physical places that exist right. in different galaxies within the universe. Because as we see in, you know, Guardians 2, Rocket and, and Yondu and all of them were just bumping across the universe. And we, we see them swoop past the rock people, the Cronins, from... The Thor movies. So, like, you're able to travel. If you just had a ship, you could just travel to Egypt. Right, okay. So, realms are just kind of, like, continents. Yeah, basically. Like, sort of like regions. Really far away. Yeah. Space. Yeah. They're space it's, continents. That's actually a really good way to think about it. Yeah, the realms are just continents. Realms that's are really just good. space continents. Who says you're not a genius, Marina? Not <laughs> me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but then we have the quantum realm. And this is a little bit crazier than the nine realms. Because we know to access the quantum realm, we have to shrink down to a subatomic level. Because that's what quantum means. Quantum yep. deals with the subatomic particles that just don't make sense. And time also operates very differently in the quantum realm, as do many other things. And it's through the quantum realm that Tony is able to unlock the secrets of time travel. So really, the quantum realm operates more like a dimension or like sort of like a, a dimension that acts as a pathway. And the dimension yeah. in the MCU appear to exist between universes. For example, when describing the dark dimension where Damamu resides, Wong says that the dark dimension exists beyond time. And he also says, that Dormammu wants to invade every universe, so that would also support the idea that the Dark Dimension 
exists outside of any one universe. And there are other dimensions mentioned in the MCU as well, such as the mirror dimension and the astral dimension. So far, they have only been accessed by practitioners of the mystic arts, but that just stands to support that the idea that dimensions exist in between universes. They're less physical locations. They're just... You know, just right between those universes, you know? You know what I'm saying? Because they're all around us and they don't, they like operate differently. And so what if it's like you're looking at a picture and it's like you put a green like filter on it and it's like taking up the same space. It exists in the same space, but it's like functioning differently. It's like a different. Yeah. Like it's occupying the same space. Like there's another Marina right here, but she she doesn't talk like me, and she yeah. she like is separate. She like her limbs are separate from her body, and it's like she's just total. She's a fish or something. It's like totally weird. But she's like layered on. But it's la- but it's still reality. right here. Yeah, it's just like yeah. I see. I know. I know exactly what you're saying. It's just a really weird concept. Yeah. They're, they're, but okay. But like, if there are any physicists, like I don't know why a physicist yes. would listen to this. But if there are any, they're probably just like screaming, like Marina. So stupid. <laughs> You're stupid. Your best try was so bad. <laughs> no, I feel like physicists are learning from us. I think that we're actually making the laws of physics. You're welcome to publish this in your next paper. <laughs> Dimensions are like green filters that you put in a picture. So, one more thing. The Guardians of the Galaxy were hired to stop an abolus from eating the Anulax batteries of the Sovereign. The abolus is described as an interdimensional being. Therefore, it has the ability to pass from a dimension into our universe, feeding on whatever power source it is drawn through. And it is possible that the Avalus could access multiple universes, not just ours. So it could eat Draxes in every universe, because Draxes are quite delicious, I hear. Uh, that sounds pretty, uh, not to cut that out. I don't want that on the internet. Why? Um, no, but what's funny is that in What If, there are actually these tentacled monsters that Captain Carter fights at the end of episode one. Yeah. And so I believe that there is a, a link between the Abolus from Guardians 2 and these tentacled creatures oh. um, as they are both, seem to be both interdimensional travelers on the interdimensional Ooh. highway. Yeah. Uh, the interdimensional rivers. Yeah. The rivers. <laughs> planes. Now let's talk about planes. My favorite Disney Pixar franchise. Why do they make that franchise? I don't know. It's a really hot take. I know the plane community is going to be like, yo, what the f***? Man. Um, <laughs> so the, the best example of a plane is the astral plane that we see in Black Panther, of course. Yeah. So while the rules of the ancestral plane may be bound by Wakandan mysticism, it appears to function very much like an astral dimension, similar to the one that we saw Doctor Strange in in Doctor Strange. The astral dimension is a place where the soul can exist separate from the body. So in this case, the ancestral plane could be a dimension within our universe rather than a dimension that exists between universes. So we don't see former Black Panthers from other universes in the ancestral plane when we see it in Black Panther, just the ones from our universe. So it's just localized to our universe there. We've discussed realities already, but what about pocket reality? So the best example of this would be the hex created by Scarlet Witch in WandaVision. Very big pocket reality there. And this is a reality that exists within the larger Marvel Universe reality. And as we saw, the hex can affect things outside of its borders. And it was able to make the cops not even realize that the town of Westview was right there. Like, there's Mm. literally a sign right there. And they're like, what? What? There's only Eastview. I've never heard of Westview. What? East High. uh, East High Nights. That's what we do. Uh, high School Musical. Bet on it. Bet on it. That's a bop. That's a bop right there. That's still a bop. Bet on it. Bet on it. Bet on it. Oh, okay, I'm not going to sing again. All right, sorry. <laughs> anyway, 
So pocket realities can exist within larger realities and not be their own separate universes. In conclusion, so we've covered a lot of terms and concepts here. My brain is uh, fried. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm so sorry my brain, but I think that we've done a good job of putting some definitions in place. On the grandest scale, you have universes and or realities, and within each universe or reality, you have infinite timelines. And okay. these timelines can create branches, and these branches can intersect. And that's basically everything. So, but also in between those universes, you have dimensions, and within each universe, you can have realms, planes, or dimensions, and pocket realities. So hopefully <laughs> that all helps you wrap your head around the ever-growing craziness of the MCU, but, well, at least until Spider-Man No Way Home and Doctor Strange and the Multiverse right. of Madness comes along and makes things even more confusing because why would they make it easy for us? Why? 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 I mean, that, that would mean that they, they loved us or something. What? <laughs> they ask you how you are, you just have to say that you're fine when you're not really fine. So... That is it for our first question, but before we continue on with the video, you should check out our most recent addition to our latest Obsession line of shirts, inspired by The Suicide Squad, a magnificent movie. You should see it. Now, we've got a limited supply of those, so be sure to grab each one before the tiny bomb inside your brain explodes. <laughs> we've also got a really cool King Shark Jaws-inspired shirt that is subtle in the same way our recent Loki Gator polo shirt was and it's a great way to support the channel and all the awesome content that we produce so please head on over at newrockstarsmerch.com and we love you and before we dive into our bite-sized questions next some words from the folks that help bring big question to you folks like coinbase so um let me ask you a question do you identify as crypto curious because if you've <laughs> ever a bit. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> i'll never tell i'm a little bit curious <laughs> Well, let me tell you, if you've ever been curious, if you've ever thought about entering the world of cryptocurrency but felt a little overwhelmed, which is totally reasonable, Coinbase makes learning to buy and sell really simple. Coinbase offers a trusted and easy to use platform to buy, sell, and spend cryptocurrency. They support the most popular digital currencies on the market and make them accessible to everyone even me. They offer portfolio management and protection, learning resources, and a mobile app so you can trade securely and monitor your crypto all in one place. Millions of people in over 100 countries trust Coinbase with their digital assets. Whether you're looking to diversify, just getting started, or searching for a better way to access crypto markets, start today with Coinbase. For a limited time, new users can get $5 in free Bitcoin when you sign up today at coinbase.com slash big questions. Sign up at coinbase.com slash big question for five bucks in free Bitcoin. Oh my God. Five dollars. <laughs> this, uh, guys, this offer is for a limited time only, so be sure to sign up today. That's coinbase.com slash big question. Excellent ad read, Marina. But Thanks. now it is time for our bite-sized question. And I have a question for you, Marina. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are yes, you ready for ready. this? Marina, can a squirrel shapeshift into an animal? And this is from King Prawn Spawn on Twitter. Thank you, King Prawn. King Prawn Spawn. That's a hard King Prawn. King Prawn Spawn. King... Say that five times fast. Ready? Go. King Prawn. King, King, King Prawn Spawn. King Prawn Spawn. King Prawn Spawn. I literally could do oh it one time. Oh my god. <laughs> but that is actually a really good question. Um, and the answer is yes. But the mm. more elaborative answer is that it has been established in Marvel Comics that scrolls can, in fact, shapeshift into animals. Um, the best mm. example of this are the infamous scroll cows, okay? Right. Yes, I do mean cow, or like the utter kind. Moo-moo. <laughs> yep, moo-moo. 
so way back in Fantastic Four number two from 1961, some scrolls came to Earth as part of a planned invasion, okay? And in the end, mm. they're thwarted by the Fantastic Four and they run back to Skrullos. However, three of the scrolls are left behind on Earth. So Reed Richards, mm. in order to safely lock them away, hypnotizes them into thinking they are cows, which is maybe the funniest thing I've ever heard. Bitch, I'm a cow. Bitch, I'm a cow. Uh, and leaves them <laughs> in a pasture. He just leaves them in a nice pasture to peacefully graze away their remaining existence. <laughs> and like, there's really nice pastures along the PCH, right? And I oh, hope really? it's on one of those. Yeah, it's like really like, and they have a sign that says watch for falling cows because there's cows that graze on the mountains, but it's like right by the cliffs. So sometimes yeah. the cows fall down. Oh, no. I know. And they have to make signs for falling cows. They literally have signs that say watch for falling cows. Road slippery when wet with cow blood. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Literally. And technically, I guess, one of those cows that maybe has fallen down could have been a scroll. <laughs> it's true. Statistically. According to my calculations. Statistically. It can happen. Oh my God. Um, but <laughs> these scrolls, maybe not because they didn't remain as cows forever. They eventually break free, right, of their mm. bovine imprisonment um, and attack. <laughs> <laughs> they attack the Avengers, but then they get captured and turn back into cows again. Again. A fing again. Nothing new, nothing changed. Same old shit. Same old fing shit. Bro, how do you take the same terrible L twice? Yeah. Like, how are you going to get turned into a cow two times in your life? Dude, they 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 lost. And it's stated now, it did not turn into a lesson. They just did no. the L twice. Wow. So the scroll cows would also play a role in the creation of the scroll kill crew in the mid-90s. Mm. One of the scroll cows was... Oh my god, this is so sad. <laughs> okay, this is... If you thought that the being turned into cows was like sad a little bit. This is even worse okay. because one of the scroll cows was butchered <laughs> and turned into a hamburger. What? Really, yeah, it was turned into a hamburger, and some of the people who ate the meat, the hamburger meat, got the scrolls adaptable DNA code and trans they got they got the code transferred into their bodies, giving them shape-shifting abilities, as well as an intense fear and hatred of the scrolls. But this condition was called scrollovoria. And okay. that induced scrollophobia. Naturally, yes. And that was, and this whole thing, this whole concept, which is wild, by the way, was based on the very real mad cow disease thing that happened in the 90s at the, in the beef industry, which is like a real thing. So they were just like, what if we did this with scroll stuff and you just like eat a scroll hamburger and then you, <laughs> you go nuts. It's so wow. wild. It's so wild. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. I'm not loving this. I'm not loving this story. <laughs> oh my God. I know. I'm so sorry. But okay. But on a separate note, okay. And in, in, in Infinity mm. number one from 2013, yes. we see mm. actually a cat shift back into a scroll. So not only can scrolls turn into cows, but apparently it can be other animals too because they did. They were a cat at one point. Um, but we'll have to wait and see okay. if any scrolls wind up turning into animals in the MCU or like on your dinner plate as a burger. If you didn't already mistrust cats before, yeah. there's oh an even God. bigger reason to mistrust yeah, cats. Because sure. it could be an alien. Yeah. And they could want to, you know, take over your life and stab you probably. Anyway, okay, so 
Let's go to our second bite-sized question. This comes from a Gabo Shabo on Twitter. A lot easier to say, Gabo yeah, Shabo. Gabo Shabo. What are some of the more obscure force powers in the Star Wars universe? What a great question. Um, so over the years, we have seen a variety of force powers used by both Jedi and Sith. Um, we're all pretty mm. familiar with the common ones like force lightning, telekinesis, and mind tricks. But actually, mm. if you start digging into the Legends canon, you find that there are some pretty interesting force powers out there. Mm. Um, so here's some just like odd ones that um, we came across. Electric Judgment. Okay, so it's basically... Wow, that's the name of my uh, band. That's I know! It's a really good one. <laughs> it is a really good um, band name. So this is basically the Jedi's version of Force Lightning, um, but usually mm. the lightning is only utilized by Sith, right? However, Jedi can use a less evil version of the lightning um, that they call Electric Judgment, opening up for Coldplay oh my God. in 2022. Everyone get vaccinated so we can see Electric Judgment open up for Coldplay. <laughs> Oh my god. Um, it's okay, so the electric judgment is usually uh Jedis can use it without tapping into the dark side of the force. Um, it's usually mm. a different color, and I guess maybe it's like less painful. Um, mm. the Sith think electric judgment is like lame, um, and they're they might be right on that one a little bit. So you said it was a less evil version of lightning. Yeah. I've never heard that sentence before in my life. What is a less evil version? Like, oh, I just got hit by lightning, but it was a little less evil. It's than less other, evil so it's than fine. Sith lightning, you know. Ah. Because they're like, they use Sith lightning to like, you know, kill you and stuff. But but Jedi le or electric judgment is more like, what if you just got warm for a minute? <laughs> what if you just... <laughs> I like to think that Benjamin Franklin was out there with the kite, and when it got struck, it was like, whoa, this lightning is, is kind of good. <laughs> this is, I think this is good lightning. This is not evil lightning. This is some good lightning. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm sure that's what happened. Another kind of cute power is deadly sight. Very cute. Uh, this is actually a Sith power, so it's not cute. Mm. Take back what I said. <laughs> it's not cute. It's Don't not cute. It. Anyone within the Sith's field of vision will be burned alive mm. <laughs> and disintegrated oh. by the use of deadly sight. It's way cooler than okay. just like force choking. It's kind of like Superman's key vision, but like bigger and just like all at once. You so, know what I mean? Yeah, you're totally right. This is not cute. It's sexy. It's sexy. Um, okay, so this one's really cool. This is called Plant Surge, and it's a light side Ooh. force power. Plant Surge, it does just what it sounds like, which is allows the wielder to make plants grow really fast and utilize them in battle. Um, you could wrap up your target in vines and branches, very like um, Nightmare on Elm Street or like Freddy Krueger, stuff like that. But this is an eco-friendly version, and it's a nice version. So if you're a Jedi and you're going to use this power, like don't be in the Mojave Desert because there's like don't. not that many plants around. But if you're in an Arboretum, you're all set. Okay, so another one is called Cryokinesis. Um, if you're a Jedi, you can do this and it makes things colder. That's it. You can't like manipulate ice or anything, but you could theoretically make your target like die of hypothermia if you really needed to. Um, or oh. just like experience the temperature that exists in every movie theater that <laughs> I've been in. <laughs> it's true. It's very cold. Cool. We also have Malaysia. I think that's how you say it. Ah. M-A-L-A-C-I-A. -A -A. If the internet wants to correct me, go ahead. This will not be the first time. Uh, so this is a force power <laughs> where you make your target very dizzy and nauseated. Um, and it sounds kind of lame, but have you ever tried to fight someone when you were throwing up? You can't. So it's actually not that lame. True. Uh, just like imagine 
if you're fighting Darth Vader and then you made him buff all in his own helmet, like, you'd basically win. No one would respect him ever again. <laughs> it sounds like a dumb power, but it's when, you're, when your opponent wears a helmet, <laughs> it's pretty clutch. Okay, this is the last one. This is Force Scream. I scream, you scream, we all scream for Force Scream. For gotcha. Force Scream. Um, we <laughs> Technically, we did see this one in Revenge of the Sith. So when Darth Vader mm. um, woke up in his new half-robot body and found out Padme was dead, and he was like, no! Um, you may have forgotten that when he did that cry of regret, the droids and mm. equipment around him were damaged. That's because it yeah, wasn't squeezed. just... Right. He wasn't just crying just like normally. That was a full-on Force mm. Scream. Um, so the, the weirdest thing about four screams though, is that they are involuntary. So you can't like, <laughs> you can't like intend to do it. You just have to like have a lot of emotions and then it just happens. So this is why Jedi don't have sex. huh? I think this is it. I think this is the reason we figured it out. It's the four scream. Honestly. You never know. Um, there are, like, there are more, like, weird force powers out there, but those are the coolest ones that we could find, um, the most relevant ones. Yes. So if you know of a force power that we missed, come to the internet and yell at me about it. I, I can take <laughs> Also, it. if you know how to pronounce Malaysia, go for it. <laughs> now it's time for my favorite segment of the show, the Box of Scraps. Box of Scraps. So you better play that goofy Box of Scraps that you did last week. Box of Scraps. Here is today's box of scraps question if you could control one type of animal like rat catcher from suicide squad what animal would you like to control here's 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 my answer and it's based on real science i would control a chimpanzee or a gorilla or all of them okay. i guess or whatever if, if it's if, if rat catcher gets to control all rats then i'm gonna control all like mm. gorillas or chimpanzees okay and here's why large apes this is real okay they are 10 times as strong as a grown man. So basically, I would have control of literal super strength creatures. They can, like, apes can rip your limbs off. Like, they can walk, they can walk up to you, pick up your leg, and rip off your foot. Just like, boop, they can just pop your bones apart. They're just feeling like it, you know? Because they just feel like it. And also, because that stuff is real, also, um, chimp, like, highly intelligent apes and stuff, they're capable of lying to you. So just for my... Oh. I've always been afraid of them because of that, because they can just, like, make stuff up. <laughs> like, you know how they have, like... They can, they're can. going to be talking shit, spreading fake rumors. I can't trust those chimp animals. You literally can't trust a gorilla, and they, like, know sign language. They, they're capable of learning sign language, and they can, like, lie to you in sign language. It is so... Okay. Scary. Wow. And so just for my own personal, like, fear-based answer, I want to be able to control them so that they're not so terrifying. Because even at the zoo, I'm like, I don't trust this. <laughs> I don't trust this. I'm not going to lean over the edge. I'm not going to throw food in there. I don't like it. They, they're too much. They're basically as smart as us but 10 times as strong, and I don't like it. Oh, yes. Oh, man. Have you seen the newer Planet of the Apes movies? Yeah. Literally, yeah. it's they can Dude. literally take over the planet. That's what Smart, I'm saying. freaking animals. Like, and if it, I could control them, possible. then I could take over the planet. And then you would be the marina master of the world. <laughs> <laughs> is that the first thing you're gonna do when yeah. you take over the world? <laughs> stand on the highest mountain. <laughs> I did it. Well, that is I a good it. one. That's yeah. that's actually a very smart answer because, like, they're basically like 
junior humans, essentially. Um, that will so f- you scary, up. So scary. So scary. Will f- you up easy. Yeah. Um, what would I choose? I would probably choose something really stupid. Um, you know what? I'm, I think I'm gonna say dogs, even though it's just a really. No, oh my god! You could control everybody's pet. Exactly. I would t- tell all the dogs to turn against their owners Whoa. so that I could be their owner. Exactly. This is how the Avengers come to fight me. This is how I become the supervillain. But yo, you could like take over countries that way because everybody has a pet and you could like, like any world leader, like uh, Biden has a, a, a dog, a couple of dogs. Dude. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like secret invasion for dogs. Yo. It's secret you invasion a... bark edition. <laughs> you could like seriously do some damage, like controlling everybody's dog just because everybody trusts their dog too. Exactly. Man's best friend until... Someone comes and controls them. Wow, I that's we, really good. I think we're making a, a movie right now. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is what's happening. <laughs> I would watch that. Wow. I just realized how vulnerable we all are. We keep trusting those guys. They're licking their assholes, but like they're licking their assholes maliciously. Yeah. You never know. They're planning. They're plotting. They can give us all pink eye. <laughs> <laughs> That's the true plot. That's the end game. Well, that is it for this episode of Big Question. Thank you, of course, to Marina Mastros for joining us. You can follow her on Twitter at Marina Mastros. And you can, of course, follow me at Mastertainment on Twitter. I tweet a lot of weird shit. Subscribe to New Rockstars wherever we are, especially on YouTube. And when you do, please hit that bell so you can get notifications whenever we upload a video, which is fairly constantly because we love you and we can't stop. We have a problem. Uh, just kidding. All right. Thank you guys for so much for watching, and we'll see you later. Goodbye. Bye.